0: Jordan Peterson has called for a need to rediscover the spirit of the Father. Many have been inspired to embark on their own hero's journey to set their life in order. But how do we balance order and chaos to live a life of meaning? What does it actually mean to be surrendered to God? And how do we root ourselves to stable ground as we witness the reenchantment of reality? At Manifesto, we're engaged on a mission to rediscover and understand manhood, and from this foundation to create a dynamic and thriving community. My name's Paul. Welcome to Manifesto. I'm gonna talk a little bit about our theme for this weekend is fatherhood, as you guys know. And I wanna start by us recalling that us being here is actually just one event in a very long history of the men's movement. I think the first time that anyone here can remember that there was something called a men's movement was probably in the 60s or the 70s. And it's been a pretty fragmented affair in some ways, I think. Um, There's been a lot of men out to change the world and to change manhood. Uh, Some of them have been into fighting for equal treatment in legal systems. Some of them have been expressing their grief together. Some of them have been dreaming about a future more in harmony with nature or more connected to women or more connected to each other. more aligned with their warrior spirit or, or whatever it is. And uh, some of them have called for like, uh, just throwing away all the old stuff and starting completely afresh. And someone said, we have to go back to all the old stuff and, uh, and, and bring it all in again. So in Manifesto, we've appreciated and honored and we continue to appreciate and honor all of those men and everything that they've done before. And we incorporate that into what we're doing here today as well and what we're doing. So, so we're really trying to build on, on what it is that's gone before us. And, and we stand, I think, on the shoulders of giants. That's, that's something that we really, we really think. And so we're not here to, you know, we, we, we actually want to respect and admire the men who've come before us and, and the work that they've done. These are our fathers in some way, and they've trod some pathways for us that we're following in. Um, I want to mention here a couple of inspirations uh, that we've had uh, for myself and for other men here as well. Uh, and probably I'll not mention all of your favorite authors or speakers or whatever it is. Um, but so there's a lot more than this as well um, and my privilege is i'm going to name my my personal namesake uh, which is uh, is uh, saint paul uh, by trade he was a tent maker uh, but as an archetype he was a, a builder he was an engineer he was an architect um, and he put down some of the biggest foundation stones for the biggest organization that's ever really existed the christian church and um, yeah that's 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 what been an interesting <laughs> journey one can say Then I'm going to drop a couple of names of some big intellectual giants uh, who've inspired us and challenged our thinking. Uh, This is uh, people like Carl Jung, Friedrich Nietzsche, Freud, and Roger Moore. More recently, David Data has uh, inspired many of us to embrace more our masculine essence. And uh, Jordan Peterson has reminded us that we also need to start tidying our room. Uh, And that's also been, for me at least, bringing together also an understanding of metaphysical and material reality, uh, which has been really, really useful and helpful. Moving closer to home, then we have some elders over here. And uh, I think many of us sitting in this room today probably had their first taste of men's work with, uh, with uh, Eli, who's sitting here, and uh, is our, is our elder. So thank you very much for that. That was my first time down in Moon uh, quite some time ago. And uh, then myself and many others were also introduced to male bonding and finding a contributive lifestyle by Mr. Alexander Bard here. And then uh, Michael is bringing in a, a tradition from people like Robert Bly and... Michael Mead, uh, and John Eldridge, who are leaders in the American uh, men's movement as well. So thank you for coming over all the way from Detroit, Michael, good to have you. Then I also want to mention, of course, our own local homegrown heroes. Um, And uh, these are the men who've been a real essential part of this movement here. Um, And uh, I think it's really their long-term commitment but also their vision and their commitment that's really meant that we are where we are today and we're able to gather here as we are. So I'd like to actually ask you guys to stand uh, as I read up your names. Uh, can we have John Eigner and Haye Pepping? Yeah. We'll clap them at the end. Jakob Kergor, Jesper Leifjord, Josef Miethausen, Ivan Skellum. You guys can stay standing, stay standing. We'll clap you at the end. Let's have, back after a break we have Thomas Hammerack, then In their absence, I also want to mention Zdenek Weber, Gustav Hugfeldt, and Thomas Fries. So thank you all you guys uh, for all your contributions, I really appreciate it. And then lastly, of mentioning people, I want to also just personally mention my own father while I'm standing here. Uh, he's not with us today, but he's actually a group elder in one of our online groups together with Haye over there, uh, called Babylon. Uh, and for me, he's really been a model of stability and humility and service for my mother and for my brother and for me, um, and actually for other men as well. And it's something that I only realized later on in life when other men who have grown up together with me told me the impact that, they had, that he'd had on their lives. It's really been something that's dawned on me more and more how lucky I was to have that. So, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. So that was a little bit about the roots of all of this um, and if I had to point out a moment for the first kind of green shoots that stuck out of the ground, then I actually want to tell a little bit of the story uh, going back to uh, a Burning Man regional festival in uh, the island of Gotland in Sweden in 2013 which was uh, called the Borderland and uh, I was there uh, walking along a dusty road uh, when driving by was a, a mutual friend of mine called Marlon together in the car with Alexander. And, um, yeah, there was, she, 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 which they stopped and she introduced us. And there was something in... in we, sh- we shook hands, and I can't even remember what he said, but there was just something in that handshake and, and that look in the eye, um, which was... Uh, I think John talked a lot about presence and, and, and just being there with someone. Uh, that there was like a stability. Um, and, and, and at the same time, there was a playfulness about it as well. And, and I think that, uh, that was something that that just sat deeply within me in some ways. And, and, and yeah, we, we, you know, that year Alexander was running a Cynthia's beaver temple and I was running a camp called the Shadowlands. Uh, so we, we, but we got to hang out again afterwards and, and yeah, we got along like a house on fire, I would say. Um, and uh, I think our mantra has always been fun and deep. And uh, there's been a, a commitment to supporting each other, to calling each other out with straight talk, no dramas, no intrigues, um, but actually an orientation towards action all the time. And, and that's been one of the most amazingly powerful and, and, and moving relationships that I've had in my life. So thank you very much. <laughs> yes. So after that, we were joined by a professional dancer and therapist, Buster Rodvick. He's been to some of these here. He's not here this year, unfortunately. Um, but we put on our first men's research weekends in Stockholm and in Copenhagen, and there's quite a few faces here who... We were at some of those events, um, and uh, we quickly discovered the main reason that we do men's work is because something magical happen- actually happens when we're just men together in a room. We love and we appreciate women, um, but when, we, when we're in these spaces, then we relax and we open up, and we really meet each other in, our, in, in a way that we can be ourselves that really adds a lot of value to our lives. So I remember a very passionate discussion that we had in Stockholm, I think it was the first gathering, where we spoke about the proper etiquette for standing up while you're peeing uh, indoors as well. And there was lots of questions about drippage and this kind of stuff as well. And looking back, I'm, I'm not sure it was the topics or the theories that we spoke about so much, but I think what was really important was that we, we, we were able to meet each other and, and, and show ourselves to each other. And, and part of that was also showing ourselves with our confusion and our mistrust of each other, and also our loneliness. And, and in that state, we were actually able to commit ourselves together to making things happen in the world. Um, and, and doing that together. And I, and I think our, our commitments were based on some of our, like what we were able then to figure out was our most fundamental beliefs and our, our most fundamental desires. Um, but we found that it was easy to sit around and impress each other with lots of stories and ideas uh, and lots of emotions and stuff like that. But, actually doing something that can benefit other people, that was something else entirely, that was far more difficult. But but what we found was that if we didn't do that, then there was actually a big risk that we were just really engaging in navel-gazing and and narcissism, really, until we were actually doing something that we are talking about. So so by agreeing to work together to all these goals, which we saw as much more important than ourselves, then we actually created a new hierarchy of values in some ways. So it wasn't based on who had the big theories, who had the best childhood stories. It wasn't based on who could drink the most beer or who had the biggest car. No, it was, it was based on the virtues that we started appreciating the most, was the ability to do valuable and contributive work to shifting our perspective in a more positive direction about manhood, uh, and doing that in ourselves as a practice, and, and also helping other people to be able to see the same thing. And when we made that commitment and we had that desire to pursue the shared vision, then, then it gave us a mission that helped us to actually find our contributive roles and to learn to admire each other at the same time. So, so we found that we were really good at all kinds of different things, and, and we found that every single man who was actually willing to lend a hand had a vital role to play in what we are doing. And we found that many men were really good talkers, but not so good at action. And we actually found that some of us fell short of that standard as well. So, so we actually got to meet ourselves, Uh, and we met each other in a more authentic way than we really appreciated before or met before because suddenly there was something bigger than ourselves that we were trying to reach and we had had committed ourselves to that and then we couldn't do it and we we messed up. So we found that there wasn't any gurus amongst us but every single one of us had a piece of the puzzle to put in and um, we found that the work to change manhood starts with improving how I show up as a man amongst my brothers. So, thank you. So yeah, this led to us putting a manifest out online which inspired a whole lot of guys. In 2017, we had the Nordic men's gathering. Uh, Then we had gatherings in Holland and Czech Republic and in Stockholm. And we have had European men's gatherings in 2018 and 2019. And this year now is the fourth big European men's gathering that we're holding in manifesto. So the intention with this event is to collaboratively to create a container where we can let go of the way that we normally think about ourselves. We have the practice of we have a much more raw experience of of what kind of a man we are. And to create the container that we're gonna do to do that, then we normally set up some agreements. So that's what we're gonna do now, is set up some agreements to create this container. Um, uh, thanks Juan for telling us that there's enough food for everybody that uh, I'd written it down as well. Uh, when I told Michael that, he's like, okay, sure, but is there enough coffee for everybody? <laughs> and I uh, said, yes, Michael, there's enough coffee. So there's also enough coffee for everybody. So we're all safe. It's important to feel safe, we've been told. But it's not always safe containers. Um, but what, what we do ask for, and we're gonna ask you all to agree on, is confidentiality. You've all signed your lives away on this piece of paper. But we're also gonna just put up all of our hands, every single man here, and say, everything that you experience here, everything that you hear here, is just to be kept in this container. If there's something you want to share with somebody else back home, or, you know, and this includes your wife, your girlfriend, the most, you know, whoever it is, your three-year-old, you don't tell anything to anybody unless you get permission from the person uh, first. But the default is that nothing gets shared from what you have. So if you can all agree to that, then please put up your hands. Great. Any hands not up? Good. Can I? I, I, must, I would like to understand You can share your own experience, yes. Yeah, so you, everything that happens to you, you're welcome to share. Anything that any other man does or tells, tells a story, those things we get, patient. but yeah, everything that you experience, you're very welcome, and please tell other people about what, what happened with you. Yeah. Okay, the next one is taking full responsibility for your own experience. So that means everything that you don't like, anything that feels uncomfortable, then you say no. If you're uncertain, then you say no. So don't do anything that you don't want to do. We're not going to pressure you to do anything uh, in the space at all. So you're always welcome to be an observer. If you want to sit out a little bit and watch, or if you need to be in your room a little bit, please let us know. That's really good. So someone with the black arm bounds, just let them know if you want to have a little break or something like that. It's good to know how you're doing. Or your core group facilitator, you can also tell them. But keep us updated. Taking full responsibility for your own experience also includes if you're bored, if you disagree, if you think this is pointless, if you think this is stupid, then share your opinion, express yourself, tell us what's happening. It's your responsibility to take responsi to tell us what's happening. We're all creating this together, and you know, in the beginning we are talking a little bit here, but there's gonna be plenty of opportunity for everybody to come in, and you could always butt in if you think I'm being unclear or something like that, you're more than welcome. Great, so do we all agree about taking full responsibility for our own experience? Great, yes, thank you very much. Okay, the next one is punctuality and structure. We are 100 men here. We haven't told you the program. We're gonna be telling you from point to point what we're gonna be doing and where we're gonna be going, so we'll give you full instructions. Please help us listen out for the drums, uh, and when there's time to go, then please get there. Otherwise, we're gonna be 100 men waiting for just one person sometime, so can we all please agree? What does the drums mean? The drums mean it's time to move to the next point. Normally, it means to gather here in Rome, just that was meaning down there, but it means like now it's mealtime or now it's, yeah. So you'll know what the next thing is coming normally. Good, so punctuation and structure. All agreed, thank you. Last point here, and the last point is that, the last agreement is that we respect the man, but challenge ideas. So we have many different types of men here from all different walks of life and different ages. And there's a lot of talent, there's a lot of experience, and a lot of insight in this room. I'm I'm really blown away sometimes by the men that I meet at these gatherings, and just all the things that they know and have experienced. Um, So we respect every single man here as a unique and a valuable contributor with different gifts. And if you see every single encounter you have this weekend as a unique opportunity to learn something new, that's how you'll get the most out of the weekend. Uh, It's often in those personal interactions and especially the guys that trigger you the most or kind of feel like, "Eh, I don't want to talk to that guy. That's probably the guy who has the the most on offer for you. You don't need to challenge it right right from the beginning, but that's often something we found to be the case. So insisting on getting close up to people is, is also really interesting if they can handle it. Um, So, at the same time, while men are inherently respected, then ideas are not subject to the same kind of uh, respect. So, ideas will be challenged. That's something that we do here. Uh, All of us have some limiting ideas, at least, uh, and we want you to challenge our ideas as well as your own. So, the invitation is to put forward your most deep and heartfelt ideas, to maintain the highest sense of integrity and honesty with yourself, and all the interactions that you have. And then, if you find disagreement, then you approach it with curiosity. And if there's intensity, then you stay with it instead of going away from it, because that's often, well, especially for you guys who are a little bit more conflict avoidant, then you know, just try and stay with the intensity if there's an interaction. If you love arguing, then maybe you don't need to have intensity all the time. You know, if you're always discussing with people, I won't mention any names, but uh, you guys know who, who you are. Um, and um, yeah, listen to each other carefully. Speak the truth. Uh, but do so with care and compassion, and um, yeah, that's it. So, respect the man, challenge ideas. Can we uh, all get agreement on that? Thank you very much. And anyone not agree to any of the other points? Great. Okay, so what's gonna happen this weekend? I'm not gonna give you the details, as I said, but we'll give you a little bit of an overview because we've spent a lot of time planning a a, a really good structure. We have a little bit of flexibility for ourselves, so some things can be moved around a little bit. Uh, What I can tell you right now is the program will be centered around five rituals and four core group meetings. I'm gonna give you the titles of the rituals and when they're gonna be happening so you know what's coming. Tonight, we'll have the first ritual, will be the journey to manhood. Tomorrow morning will be toxic fatherhood ritual. Tomorrow evening will be a purification ritual. Sunday morning will be rebirth and nature baptism. And Sunday afternoon will be the blessing of the Father. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Excited? <laughs> yeah. We're really looking forward to these things. Um, I won't say more about the rituals now, except that everything that you need to know you'll get just before the ritual. About the core groups, uh, we have Hay as our core group facilitator this year. He spent a lot of time preparing. The core group meetings are going to be your primary vehicle with your brothers through this event. That's the place where you're going to tell the stories of your life. Uh, and, and this is the place where you're really going to be connecting with men and, and making sense of what's happening everywhere else. So it's a sense-making vehicle that's going to help us to tell the story of, of what are we actually understanding about ourselves in, in this thing. So it's going to be really interesting seeing who you meet. I know of many core group buddies who've met at these events and today are incredibly close friends or even business partners. Uh, so, so this is really an opportunity to get to know some people. You know, I know many people who've come and they've said, like, I've never actually got to know people as well as this uh, that, that I've experienced just in, these, in this weekend from, from these events. So that's something uh, that you'll hear more about from Hai this afternoon. Uh, all I, all I want to say on top of that is there is nothing that you cannot say and nothing that you cannot do inside your core group. Everything is permitted. hmm Good. There we go, Hi. <laughs> um, yes. So the result of this weekend, if everything goes according to plan, is that you'll have a deeper understanding and knowledge of yourself and your identity as a man, and more importantly as a human being, in a social setting. You'll have a concrete experience of finding and the meaning and the pain that you carry in your life and turn that into a source of passion and inspiration. This is a theme that you guys will hear quite more often. You'll hear finding the blessing in your wound. We're going to use that a couple of times this weekend. So find, yeah, find, understanding the pain and using that as a source of inspiration. We'll be working with... Uh, Theoretical framework, which Alexander is going to talk about, and far more eloquently than I'll be able to, but it's uh, going to be about three castes: the warrior, the merchant, and the priest, and that'll be equated to body, mind, and spirit. Uh, and we're going to use that in a very modern, kind of present-day scenario of how to understand our contributive, uh, contributive role in society. Our purpose with this event is to enable all of us to grow as better sons, better brothers, better fathers, and better mentors. Not all of us will have the responsibility of raising a child, but all of us have the desire, or all of us have come here because we have the desire to take on the responsibility of a fatherly role for other people, so, and we're creating and working towards a shared vision for fatherhood and how we're understanding that. So here at the beginning, it's important that this is a movement of men in Manifesto. It's an open source network of collaborators, and this is our yearly meetup event. Um, and uh, it's run by all of you men and for all of you men and all of you men are welcome to be here. We really appreciate it. Um, and at the same time, Manifesto is also a network of men who are trying to take this men's work and bring it to the mainstream and make it relevant. We believe that we have some of the answers or some of the tools that already can solve some of the biggest problems of society out there. And we're, we're trying to find a way of, bringing, of, of making people aware of that and speaking the right language and communicating and also becoming better ourselves of how to do that as well. So, so we're working together to make this a viable career path for a lot of the men who are here as well. And, and we're not quite there yet. Um, this is a, still, you know, we're on the outskirts of Denmark, and, but, but it's something that a lot of us have spent a lot of time talking about and that we really believe has a lot of potential uh, to be happening. So, <clears throat> so yeah, we're yeah, so we, we're. Oh yeah. one last thing, we're, we're gonna talk about spirits and we're gonna dive into liminal space together, uh, but one thing this is not is it's not a religion. Uh, and there's at least one priest here, but it's not a church either. So we're in the business of providing spaces and tools for men to make positive changes in their life. We can't make changes for anybody, only you guys and you know, people who are attending these events can make those changes. So none of us, there's no hocus-pocus, and none of us know more about what you need to do in your life than you know yourself if you're willing to be honest with yourself. So the more you put into this event, the more you get out of it. The more you speak up, the more you, you, you involve yourself, the more you're gonna get out. We're really built in this whole idea of collaboration. Um, we're, we're collaborative by design. Uh, we believe that the path is emergent when we're in this open, trusting, collaborative environment. And as we enter into the process together, and we learn to understand ourselves, then we're able to become even more ourselves together. So sometimes it's my turn to contribute, to speak up, to step out and to put myself out there and to let go of the outcome of what I'm saying. And other times I need to step back and to listen and receive from my brothers as well. None of you guys are passive recipients. Uh, We're not here to entertain anyone or to spoon feed anybody. And we can't tell anyone how to solve the problems of their life. So that means you've signed up for the hard work of being here and digging in yourself to find out what your contribution is in your life. And it's probably not going to be comfortable uh, because you're going to meet yourself. And if your experience is anything like it was for me, then you're not going to like everything that you see. Uh, so, uh, or not, at least not all the time. Uh, but the reason that we do it is because on the other side of meeting our demons, then we know that there's freedom, there's meaning, there's purpose, and there's direction, and there's a band of brothers here, this is what we're all working on, it's a band of brothers that are gonna keep us on that track as well as we go forward. So it's really about building the long-term connections relationships that are needed to move us forward. And that's what we've really found if we been doing this longer. It's you know, so easy to impress each other at a little event where we sit and we talk about our feelings and stuff like that, but it's the long-term relationships with our brothers and your men's networks back at home and us who see each other over the years, that's where we can call each other out increasingly on our rubbish and whatever we're trying to do to impress ourselves. So, yeah, I've done what I have can, done, can do now to set the stage uh, for the rest of the men. Uh, I think most of you have heard that I might need to disappear during this event because I have a wife at home in Copenhagen. Uh, she is supposed to be giving birth in the next four days, uh, so it's very relevant for me, uh, the theme of fatherhood. Um, so I'm. So far, I haven't heard from her today, and I'm taking that as a very good sign. Uh, Her mother is with her, and uh, we're four and a half hours drive away, uh, so I might need to jump in a car and leave. Everything is planned, so I'm not needed at all, which has been a fantastic thing for me to plan that way. I'm a little bit of a micromanager at times. Um, But it's my second son, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's her first though, so uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's good, yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Um, So yeah, I've done what I can to set the stage, so now it's my turn to step back and to give the baton on to the other men who are gonna lead us into the first ritual of the night. So good travels, and uh, thank you very much, and if I'm still here, I'll see all you guys again on Sunday at least, and over to you. You've been listening to Conversations on Masculinity with Manifesto. We enjoy good discussions, but far more importantly, we are a real community with plenty of opportunities for you to engage online and in person. So check out our website on manifesto.com to learn more. And if you enjoyed the content here, then please share this podcast with a friend. Thanks.